It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customer. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am joined in studio today by... The Southern Miss beat writer for the Hattiesburg American, Jason Munns. What's up, man? Jamie, it's just a pleasure to be here. I can't, uh, I can't say that enough. I can't. I, there's no overstating that. I, I, I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Well, it's the first time since we've switched over to the new digs. So most of the time, it would be me on my cell phone uh, trying to get a signal, trying to eliminate the static from our conversations. And now, you know, we're moving up in the world. Hey, yeah, it's uh, either way is fine by me. But this is this is neat. This is pretty cool. Well, if this is your first time listening to To The Top Talk, basically, I'm here to give you a break from all of the high resource five propaganda that's out there on mainstream sports media and talk about the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. And sometimes I like to bring in people that know a little bit more than I do. Well, pretty much all the time, that's what I try to do. So we got uh, some Southern Miss stories going on this week. Right now, tonight, they've got the Connerly Award presentation. The Southern Miss nominee is running back Edo Smith. What do you think about Edo's chances tonight, Jason? You know, I I, uh, I think they're pretty good. Um, you know, I, obviously it helps that uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss had – down years, I guess you could say, or, or not as good a year as Southern Miss. Um, but I think even without that, I think, uh, you know, Ito is, is a very, very, he's put together a very strong body of work. Um, you know, you look at, you look at his numbers and, and kind of how they shape up in Conference USA. He's third, he's third in the league with 110, uh, rushing yards uh, per game. And, you know, he's got, uh, whatever it is, uh, receiving yards per game. He's at, 37.8, which is third on the team for a running back. That's pretty strong. And, and I just think, you know, he, he has done a lot of things that haven't been done in a long time at Southern Miss. Uh, you know, Damian Fletcher and Ben Gary, the only two, or Sam DeJarnette are the only two running backs in Southern Miss history, uh, who have rushed for more yards in a single season than Edo Smith. That's, that's really, really strong. And, um, you know, he's just, he's, he's, he's a quiet guy. And uh, so he kind of might fly under the radar a little bit or under a lot of people's radar uh, around here, but um, or not necessarily around Hattiesburg, but around the state. And, and it's a shame because he's he's a very, very good player. And, um, you know, I was I was thinking about it. I was thinking about my Connerly vote uh, during the game uh, Friday against Louisiana Tech. And there was a few scouts, a few NFL scouts at the game. Uh, you had the, the Steelers, Broncos and Bills were all there. And then you had a senior bowl representative who were all kind of sitting together on the top row in the press box. And, uh, Ito ripped off a couple of nice ones, a couple of, a couple of those ones where he did his little patented stop and go or whatever. And, um, you know, th- there was, there was a buzz in the press box among those guys up on the top row. And Rick Cleveland was sitting up there as well, the, the, the longtime sports writer and, and, uh, and former, uh, executive director of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. And, and they were all just, just buzzing about Ito Smith. And, uh, you know, I heard several of them mention, or I heard one of them mention that he's, he's, a, he's the best offensive pro prospect on the team, which is saying a lot because you've got Cameron Tom and Nick Mullins also on offense. That's, that's saying an awful lot. 
And then on top of it, they, they uh, a couple of them mentioned that he's probably a better running back than Jalen Richard, and we see what he's doing with the Oakland Raiders. So uh, a lot of high praise for him. And um, if he wins it, if he wins the Connerly tonight, I would not be surprised. No, that's terrific. And, you know, you think back to the start of the season, I mean, everybody was talking about Nick, Nick being the guy, Nick being the guy that's going to be up for the award. Nick, Nick's the guy that's going to have the shot. And as the season went, went along, I mean, Ito had a touchdown in every game, averaging 110 yards a game. What he's been able to do has been pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It's, you know, uh, it was, especially leading up to the season in the summer, it was Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins on this watch list, this watch list. And a couple of times, there were a couple that, that Ito uh, sneaked onto. He, he was Doak Walker, um, Doak Walker Award watch list, Maxwell Award watch, watch list. And, and so it was like, it wasn't totally out of left field. You know, obviously he put up a thousand yards rushing last year and 1600 yards of total offense or whatever it was. Um, and and to and you know what makes that even more impressive is that Jalen Richard was also there to uh, kind of chew up uh, a lot of those yards. I mean, you know, you 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 stop and think about what if Ito didn't have Jalen last year? What if Ito didn't have George this year? Kind of chewing up some of that other uh, some of that other stuff. You could argue that it makes him better to have those guys and and whatever. But um, what would his numbers be like if he was the guy and the only guy uh, in in the backfield for Southern Miss? But um, yeah, I mean, he's what he's around 1300 yards rushing right now and uh 3 or 400 uh, receiving yards. So he's 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 special for sure. When we come back from the break, we're going to do something that uh, I usually do for the home games here. We are going to have a Southern Miss recap. I interview people around the tailgates. We talk about what's going on with the day. So when we come back, we're going to have the Southern Miss versus Louisiana Tech recap. Stay with us right here on to the top talk. Eight eight six seven five three zero nine. Not the number to call up here. I'm not taking calls right now, anyways. All right, as promised, I've got the Louisiana Tech recap. Went around and interviewed some people at the game day uh, at tailgating to give you kind of a game day experience. So here we go. It's Friday at the Rock. It is now ten fifty four a.m. Friday. Uh, Black Friday, Blackout Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, Football Friday. We're focused, we're motivated, we're out here on campus. Been out here at the tailgate for probably about 45 minutes. Uh, you know, starting to see a lot of people start to file in. I'm kind of actually a little surprised with the, uh, with the tents we've got out here right now. I came out here last night to set up a, uh, vehicle and I saw two tents on campus. So, it's nice to see everybody filing in wearing their black for the most part. And, uh, I'm here with Southern Miss, Black Ops tailgate legend. Jason Bailey to the top, man. To the top. How you feeling today? You know, um, like you said, there's a few people filing in right now, and I don't have a terrible feeling. I, I, at this point in the season, what do you have to lose? And, you know, hey, let's just go out there and, and, and leave it all in the field and see what happens. Well, the reality is we're 14-point underdogs, so we've got absolutely nothing to lose. Tech really has nothing to lose. I mean, I mean they, they're you know, first place in the division. They're playing a conference championship next next week. Hopefully they can uh, maybe look past us a little bit. First off, we have to see if they have their pants on. Exactly, exactly. I'm not sure if, I mean, I'm not even sure. If we play like we're capable of with the talent we have, I'm not even sure Tech has to overlook us. I think we, you know, should be able to, you know, they got a few differences from last year. Their quarterback, the new quarterback they got has come in and, and, and is, uh, you know, is lighting it up. But, I mean, 
for the most part, they're, you know, a lot of the same team we faced last year. Yeah, I mean, they got the fourth-ranked offense in the country, which means that, hey, there's three more teams that are better than them. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> Reality. <laughs> Reality. So uh, we're going to sit around, enjoy some of this tailgate time, and I will catch up with you guys in a bit. It is now 12.13 p.m. I'm sitting here with Gatlin Steelman. What's going on, man? Uh, not too much. Just enjoying the day. Now, you had, like, the first unofficial game day tweet. It was last night, Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. You guys tweet out something like, where else you want to be on a Black Friday? Your whole crew was out here already tailgating the night before the game. What was that about? Uh, we always come out here the day before and set up, and there's no better place to be, and, and especially not Black Friday shopping. You might as well come out here and get ready for today's game. Yeah, Target is the last place I want to be today. Walmart, I don't even want to be online. This is the place that you need to be. All right, so it's senior day. Any thoughts on the uh, seniors today? Oh, just a lot of them stuck through some really bad times, and I hate some of them are going out like it is right now, but I'm hoping Mullins gets in there and gets to play on his senior day and go out on top. I agree. Uh, no better way for the seniors to go out than with a win and a bowl game. I'd love to see it happen. Do you think we Do you think we have the ability to do that today? I think we do. I know it hasn't seemed like it the past couple of games, and but I think if the team plays like they – we're capable of, you know, especially last year and earlier in the year, I think we could upset Louisiana Tech and get a bowl game. You guys haven't missed a tailgate this year. You fo- So you guys focused, motivated for today? Oh, yes, I'm ready. Uh, get ready for the uh, Eagle Walk here in about 45 minutes and go in the stadium and get ready to celebrate the seniors. It is now 123. We just finished Eagle Walk. I'm sitting here with Steve Farmer. How's it going, Steve? Great. Looking forward to a... Uh, Hopefully an Eagle win today. The players seemed a little more upbeat today for Eagle Walk. What did you think? I did, too. I think Nick Mullen showed a lot of uh, emotion. I think Ito did for as you know, he's not a very emotional guy, but he definitely uh, showed a little emotion. And I think that I think they're ready. It's senior day, and I think those guys will come out and play like seniors. You got a great tailgate spread here, man. What, what's, the, what's the story? You know, uh, they have about eight tenths right here in a row uh, at the very end of Eagle Walk. And we decided... Basically, after one of the rain games, uh, you know, those tents were always had water coming between them. So we decided, hey, listen, why don't we check into getting a good-sized tent and all chipping in for it. And as of homecoming this year, that's what we did. been wonderful. That's a great idea. All my friends are broke. <laughs> well, you know, up until... Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, we just, uh, like I said, pitching in together, 40 bucks a game or whatever it was. It was really well worth it. And, uh, and you can fit, you know, easy 30, 40 people under here watching TV, eating, and that kind of thing. And they set it up for you and take it down. Do any of these people have a plane? I've been trying to make friends with somebody that has a plane. Does anybody have a plane over here? I think it's only Mr. Skiano who's got the plane. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. The Mr. Lofty return over there. That's right. That's right. The rest of us are working folks. <laughs> so what do you think about the game today? You know, uh, I think if Nick does get a chance to play, we will be in the game. If our defense can limit the big plays, we might be in the game enough to actually win it in the fourth quarter. But uh, if Louisiana Tech gets going, gets that offense going, that's their strong point this year. I think that uh, it could be a two or three touchdown game with us having to try to claw our way back. All right, it is now one fifty-six. I'm sitting here with my man, Will Taylor. Will, you kind of had a little bit of a uh, an issue earlier. Tell us about it. Well, I don't know that I call it an issue. It was more of a... Uh kind of an understanding, you know, apparently when there's a row of campus security uh, cars lined up and there's a little gap, you can't park in between those, in which, you know, I, 
there were no signs, there were no regulations. I didn't know. You know, I was just trying to get to the Eagle Walk with the other, you know, thousand people to support our, our seniors. But uh, it is what it is. It was a good time. It's all about the seniors today, man. Tell us about uh, the, th- the senior class, man. What, what, what do you think about today and the seniors? I think they're going to show up, man. I think I think it's going to be a great game. I understand Vegas has it one way, but you got to understand this is Hattiesburg, and we bring it whenever it's time to bring it. That's always been what we do. So I, I think they're going to show up, man, and it's going to be a good day. This is the rock, baby. This is the rock. Well, uh, a couple of years ago, you had a, a run-in on Twitter with uh, the wife of one of our former coaches. And I think if everybody thought about who that might be, uh, they'd come to the, con- question, to the conclusion that her last name was Johnson. What, what happened there? Yeah, I, I do believe it was Johnson. Um, it, it was simply one of those things that, you know, I follow you guys, obviously, because y'all's, y'all are big supporters of the, of the university and the community. And this university is all about the community. And uh, it just so happened that it was when Auburn was making their run for the national championship. And uh, a few Southern Miss fans jumped on and said a few things, this and that, and she responded with the fact that her husband was cashing checks from Southern Miss still to date. And, you know, I, I just had to let her know that I, as a local business owner, I felt like what she could probably do with those checks he was cashing because, you know, we've, we survived a couple things, one being Hurricane Katrina. We get that and the devastation that it brought. But I also think we also survived Hurricane Ellis Johnson because, man, he left a, <laughs> he left a, a mess behind him for sure. Absolutely. I am with you 100% on all of that. So are you focused, motivated, ready to, ready to go today? Man, it's going to be a great day. We have our boys our boys here from Meridian made the drive down. They've been set up since 9 o'clock. they got about five tents out here, little, little activities, fun, family. You know, it's going to be a good day. Well, dude, uh, have a great time today, man. So let me see the top, man. To the top, baby. All right. It is now 10.59 p.m. I do not know how many hours have passed since we last checked in. I uh, didn't get to do as much talking as I would have hoped today, do as many interviews, but we had a lot going on. I'll tell you what all went down and why I didn't do more. So first off, after I interviewed Jason, the first part, he got interviewed by WDAM, which was hilarious. And then we went around to see everybody. And um, we got by the time we got back after Eagle Walk, it was getting close to like an hour before kickoff. And I wanted to have everything cleaned up and ready to go so we could go in and and uh, be there for the seniors when they get introduced on senior day. So halftime, I was going to come out and talk, and uh, somebody came up to me and asked me if I wanted to do the do the uh, trivia, and I agreed to it. So I had to stick around through halftime, which was cool. Got to see Tori Bowie out there, which was great. And um, I got the question right. But here's the thing. They, the question was, like, when was the first, like, football team to win a national championship? And they gave, like, 1914, 1958, 1962. Well, I know it was 1958, but just to clarify, I look to my right and there is the banner that says 1958 National Champions. <laughs> but I got a free, uh, I got a year's supply of Coca-Cola. But anyways, um, so I didn't get to come out and talk at half. By the time I got out to the car after halftime, battery on my phone was almost dead. And then by the time I got back to my car again, battery, after I charged it, the battery was almost dead again. So didn't get to talk any at halftime or at the end of the game. So that is why I didn't do as many interviews today, but I'm still going to, the weekend is still going strong. We still got to catch up with fake Jay. We still got some news regarding the bowl situation. I went ahead and I booked a room in New Orleans. Um, I'm hoping that that is where we're going. I've heard that's where we're going and I feel fairly confident that that is where we'll end up, but it's Conference USA. You never know. 
you know, I think that New Orleans Bowl is always one of the most, um, one of the best attended bowls each and every year. So hopefully we can go there. So let's talk about the game a little bit while it's fresh on our minds. I just pulled up the recap. Uh, so they're miss winning 39 to 24. You know, I read somewhere on one of the boards where there was an article early in the week where one of the Louisiana Tech players was talking about wanting to come to Hattiesburg and embarrass us after the beating we put on them last year. Jay Hobson printed off this article, put it in everybody's locker. They saw it all week. Clear the team came out. You could just tell. I just had a feeling that today was was going to be a good day, and I'm glad that I was correct in that intuition. You know, you could see at Eagle Walk, you could see the players. They just seemed, you know, ready to go. Uh, when the game time came, they came out. They got a little choppy out there. But uh, Nick played the game of his life, played an amazing game. Let's see what he had. Nick throws for 342 yards and three TDs. And I believe he's now the all-time leading, has the record at Southern Miss for um, passing TDs all-time. So very cool about that. Uh, Another senior, DJ Thompson, had a great day, 135 yards on 12 receptions, had two touchdowns. Uh, Ito Smith had another solid day. What Ito rushed for 128 yards. You know, 63 yards receiving as well. So hopefully that'll solidify his status as the uh, Connerly front runner, at least in my opinion. <laughs> when I went down for trivia, I got to walk through the sidelines like right after halftime, walk through the bench, and you could tell that they were amped. Like they were doing a little channel on the sideline. They were fired up. So any questions I may have had about the energy on the sideline, the, those questions were erased tonight when I was walking through the group. They The guys were into it. Um, really proud of the effort, really proud of Nick. What an emotional win for him, being able to come back and, and lead his team to a bowl game. So I'm going to check in some more of the rest of this weekend. I just wanted to give you guys a nightly recap before I turn it in. It is now Saturday afternoon, and we are here with everyone's favorite guest, Fake Jay Hobson. How's it going today, Coach? Yeah, pretty good there, Jamesy. Now, you got the big win last night and I know that there was a lot of trash talking going on from the Louisiana Tech football team and I heard that you guys printed off a newspaper article where one of the football players said they were going to embarrass Southern Miss and you put it in everyone's locker is that true well you know the reality is that is true and uh yeah I did print that off and uh you know I knew we'd go out there and and fight for 60 minutes. Uh, you know, the reality is if you fight for 61, you're probably going to jail. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I went up to, I wasn't going to have it. I went up to, to Skipper before the game. I said, you know, I'm your Huckleberry. You did not say that. I did say that. You should have said that to Doc Holliday. I did say that to Doc Holliday. Bottom line is I say that to all the coaches. You know what I'm saying? Tombstone's a heck of a movie. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about what's on the scoreboard. And, you know, I knew we'd go out there, compete, and fight hard, and, and we did just that. And you had to be excited to get your quarterback back, Nick Mullins, uh, to to play in this game. Well, you know, Nick, you know, Nick's a football player. You know, Key's a football player. Edo's a football player. You know, Will Freeman, football player. Denarius is a football player. But uh, Dylan, football player. Coxie, not a football player. Uh. Cameron Tom, football player. Uh, coach, coach, come back to me now. Come back to me now. All right. Now it's Saturday. You finished the regular season. We're waiting on who we're going to get to play in the balls. What are you up to today? Well, you know, I'm I'm here watching all the the game footage just put on the uh, Meatloaf Christmas album. You know, and uh, 
Coxie's out there washing my car. You know, we had a we had a bet. Uh, he bet me I couldn't say reality 250 times this year in my interviews and my post game press conferences. So he's out. Uh, he's out washing the car right now. You know, that's the reality of it. Hey, uh, hey, Coxie, I put the armor all out there on the deck for you. Get after it, son. You know, I'm just you know we're just waiting to play, find out who we're going to play in this bowl game, and you know. The reality is, I mean, a football field's a football field. And, you know, we're going to play wherever we got to play. You know what I'm saying? You know, back to the game. You had to be really proud of the team and the effort they put out this week. You know, one of the things that has been a big obstacle this year is the turnover margin. And and what did you do to kind of remedy that? Well, you know, I, I know we'd go out there and fight hard. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, we, we lead the nation in turnovers. And, and that's not something that you need to be proud of. But – uh at the end of the day, you know, no turnover is a good turnover. Unless, of course, it's an apple turnover. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to fight hard. We're going to go out there and compete. You know, we knew we had to get back up off the mat. You know, uh, you know, this team, they, they fight hard. We got a bunch of football players that fight hard. And that's just the reality of it. Well, Coach, congratulations on the big win. Best of luck this ball season. And we will talk to you again next week after we find out our destination. Thank you, Jamesy. We are back with To The Top Talk right here on 1400 AM The Score in Hattiesburg as well as News Radio 98.1. I'm here with Jason Munns, the Southern Miss beat writer for the Hattiesburg American. We're talking Southern Miss football. Let's talk a little bit about this game this past weekend. Southern Miss gets the win 39-24 to after they were like 14.5 point underdogs. What are your thoughts on the game, Jason? You know, it was it – was Pretty much what everybody uh, what everybody thinks about it. It's um, it, it was the best performance that Southern Miss has had all season, and that's you know that's kind of saying something when you know uh, against Rice, uh, Southern Miss put up 700 yards of offense. Uh, they gave up a few points, but uh, you know so that you have that game, you have the second half uh, against Kentucky, which was amazing uh, for Southern Miss. That, that was that was just a great game and. Obviously, a big a big uh, feather in their cap to go on the road and get an SEC win against obviously a team that has turned out to be pretty good. Uh, this Kentucky team finishing seven and five and beating Louisville, uh, you know, last weekend. So, um, but but no, it was it was as well as you could have hoped for if you're a Southern Miss fan, as as perfectly as you could have mapped it out. It was uh, it was almost there. It was probably nine out of ten. On a scale of one to ten, I mean, you know, you take away the the, the bad snap on the punt, which the defense bailed him out uh, bailed him out um, after that. Uh, you take that away, and you take away the missed um, extra point, and and it's almost perfect. And uh, just you know, everything that that went along with it. Senior day, uh, you know, it's winter go home um, against a, a rival uh, in Louisiana Tech. Uh, you know, it just, it all, it all worked out, um, for Southern Miss and, uh, you know, Nick and, you know, Nick Mullins, DJ Thompson, um, played, played great games. Picasso Nelson had a nice game, nine tackles and two interceptions. Uh, it was just an all around, uh, solid, great, uh, performance, uh, for Southern Miss. And, um, but you know, the the play of the game for me was the fourth and one, uh, at the, at the Southern Miss two yard line. I mean, you know, if you're 
in that situation, like Louisiana Tech was, you take the points. I mean, it was only going to make it a three-point game. It was only going to make it 23-20, uh, I think, in the third quarter. But, I mean, obviously, if, if things don't go right, you see what happens. And uh, that, was, that was a play made by the defensive line and Elijah Parker, a defensive line which included uh, Jerry Harris, uh, an offensive lineman, a backup offensive lineman for Southern Miss. He was out there on that play on, on the defensive line, which – it, it sounds strange, but he, it's not necessarily. He came here as a defensive lineman, so uh, it was just a lot went into that game, and I thought it was. I thought you know, obviously, uh, very very good for Southern Miss. You know, I think one of the things that the fans have been talking about, and I guess the you know people like myself, oh, I'm a fan. Let's be honest. Um, the team really hasn't played a full four quarter of solid fo- four quarters of solid football yet this season, and I really felt like you know you didn't have too many mistakes. You had the one you know. It was almost borderline whether or not it was a fumble or a, an incomplete pass that Nick had. Other than that, you didn't have too many mistakes in this game. Yeah, I forgot to mention. I mean, that's sometimes you just got to tip your cap to the other team. I know that's an old uh, cliche there, but um, but they they got pressure on Nick and the ball came out and they recovered it and the guy made a, 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 a Sports Center top ten play to uh, lateral it and get get the ball in the end zone. I mean, that was just sometimes you you know. The ball bounces the other way, and uh, uh, that's what happened on that on that play. But um, you know, Southern Miss didn't lose their cool. I mean, that's a play that even just two weeks ago sent Southern Miss spiraling. Uh, right. You know, if that play happens at Old Dominion, or if it happens at UTSA, or uh, if that play even happens in the Marshall in the, in the Marshall game, a couple of you know what what October thirtieth, uh, that that almost assuredly sends Southern Miss into a downward spiral, and, and you know they were able to bounce back from that and uh, and come out with a win. You know, like we said, turnovers were were, uh, were key. Um, you know, the, the, the battle finally went the other way. But also, Nick Mullins, 29 out of 33, I think one, maybe one drop passed, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I think it was I – know, I know of one for a fact, but uh, there, there may have been one more. But um, certainly, uh, yeah, great night. You know, because that's one of the things that's been plaguing us is, is drop passes. That's the one thing that's really – kept this offense from from hitting its potential. And for there to be four incompletions out of 33 passes thrown by Nick, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, which set set a new uh, M.M. Roberts Stadium record for completion percentage. Um, that, uh, that speaks volumes. I mean, that, that stadium has been there uh, since 1976, so it's the highest completion percentage of any game ever played there in four decades. So, uh, you know, and especially against a, a defense like Louisiana Tech that, that came in playing uh, some very good football. Um, but no, I mean, again, uh, going back to what I was saying before, uh, you know, I think one of those drops was in the end zone. I think it was. Nick it was. hit Corey Robertson in the end zone and he dropped it at two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. If that happens, whether it's Keon Howard at quarterback or Nick Mullins, they, they go, they probably go into a tailspin. Uh, something, I don't know what happened. Something happened and, and Southern Miss, you know, was, was, they had their game faces on and they, they were, they were ready to play. Another remarkable stat from this game, the Southern Miss defense held Louisiana Tech to eight yards rushing. And I think they were averaging like 160, 180, somewhere around in there. Yep. Something ridiculous. Yep, they were averaging 183 yards a game uh, rushing, uh, Louisiana Tech was. And, yeah, I mean, for a defense that has been – has struggled. I mean, there's no there's no way around it. Southern Miss defense has struggled for the majority of the season. Now, as the coaches like to point out, the, the, the numbers indicate otherwise. I mean, they, they came into the game 19th in the country in total defense, which, 
you know, you do have to take that into account. Obviously, that speaks for itself. But there's obviously something else that that is uh, missing um, when you're giving up as many points as, as they were uh, prior to this past weekend. Uh, but and so for that, for those guys to come out in that situation and and hold Louisiana Tech to eight yards rushing on 16 attempts, they had half a yard. They they were averaging a foot and a half per rush. It's that to me is just you know you 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 that's a, a you know one of those performances that people are going to talk about for a long time. I mean that was the nasty bunch out there uh, last Friday. So um, you know especially again kudos to them. And uh, you know I, I I was wondering I, when I saw that eight yards rushing, I was like, is that anywhere close to a record? It, it has to be. And uh, lo and behold, it's not even close. Uh, back in the 70s, I believe it was, Southern Miss held Louisiana Tech to like negative 57 yards rushing or something like that, which, you know, so they, they got some work to do if they're going to be the best in, in Southern Miss history. And also, you know, I think the biggest play, I'm looking at the stats right now, the biggest play was a 40-yard pass play to Trent Taylor. So, I mean, 40 yards still a pretty solid play, but given how Southern Miss has performed the rest of the season, you know, uh, that's 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 not as bad. Not even close. And, I mean, because, you know, you look at the other games, the UTSA, the Old Dominion, the LSU games, they're ripping off 70 and 80 yards at a time. That's that's phenomenal. We'll be right back after the break with more To The Top Talk. I'm here with Jason Munns from the Hattiesburg American. You guys come right back to us. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I'm sitting here with Hattiesburg American beat, Southern Miss beat writer, Jason Munns. Now, of course, the big question right now in everybody's mind is, where are the Golden Eagles going bowling? The Golden Eagles sit at 6-6 six and six right now, just finishing the regular season. There's some speculation out there. There, there are a lot of different projections. I've seen us going everywhere from Hawaii to... Um, I guess what St. Petersburg or something, uh, you know, Bahamas obviously isn't happening now, but the consensus among everybody I've talked to, it seems like the Golden Eagles are going to be playing in New Orleans in the New Orleans Bowl. One thing I thought was interesting if you go to the New Orleans Bowl website and you scroll to the bottom, the Southern Miss Twitter account is already linked. They've got the Southern Miss Twitter account, they've got the Conference USA Twitter account, and they've got the New Orleans Bowl Twitter account. So I don't know if that's a dead giveaway or not, but that's kind of what it feels like to me. Uh, Jason, you're, I'm, I'm sure you're kind of hearing the same thing I'm hearing. It seems like the New Orleans Bowl is the likely des- destination for the Golden Eagles. Yeah, you know, uh, I just think uh, it makes too much sense, um, you know, for, for it to be anything other than the New Orleans Bowl. They were in uh, Dallas last year, and that's usually the bowl that the conference champion or uh, conference runner-up uh, chooses to go. Um you know, and Southern Miss has a history in, in New Orleans. Uh, you know, they, they, they've been there three or four times and uh, haven't been there since, what was it, 09 or 2010, something like that. And so um, I think, you know, it gives it gives people an opportunity to see them again. You know, a lot of the fan base, an opportunity to see them again, a realistic opportunity to see them again. I've, I've had some conversations with some different people who have indicated to me that, um, you know, barring anything unforeseen, that's 
most likely going to be where Southern Miss plays is New Orleans. And so uh, it's on December 17th. I think kickoff's at 8 p.m. and it'll be on the ESPN family of networks, whichever one they decide to put it on. And so uh, it'll be, you know, be a nice reward for uh, for this team uh, after going 6-6. Six and six. And That's certainly a game that a lot of Southern Miss fans can go to. I've already made my room reservation. I can cancel it up until December the 13th. So uh, hopefully that's the case. Um, I will tell you guys this. I know there's some fans out there that are kind of – I think that's where the majority of the fans want to go is New Orleans because it's somewhere we can all go to. It's on a Saturday night, Saturday, uh, December the 17th at 8 p.m. So it's something we all can go to. I've got this uh, little tidbit here. The New Orleans Bowl is not going to announce the teams that are playing in the bowl until this Sunday. So don't freak out. It's, it seems like the likely destination. If you've, if you've already made hotel reservations, hang on a little bit longer. You'll know something on Sunday. And also, too, remember this. Very important, uh, if you're a Southern Miss fan and a supporter, buy your tickets through the Southern Miss ticket office. While I've got Jason here, I wanted to ask him about something else. He's, he's kind of had a, a series going on uh, with the Hattiesburg American, some articles, articles he's written. 100 years of Southern Miss football. Tell us about uh, what's going on with that. That was fun. I'm, I'm just going to say that was that was a really fun project uh, to work on. But before we go, let me one one last thing about the New Orleans Bowl. If Southern Miss ends up in the New Orleans Bowl, I'm going to be pretty pumped because they've already announced the pregame concert. The uh, concert they have on the Friday night before is the Gin Blossoms and uh, Better Than Ezra. So as a child of the 90s, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. It's not REO Speedwagon? No, REO Speedwagon, uh, unfortunately, will not be making a return, a return, an encore performance. It's going to be uh, – and Blossoms and better than Ezra. What, so. 90s kids like ourselves, that's that's a little bit better of a fit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but no, getting back to um, what were we talking about? We were talking about 100 years of Southern football. There you go. Sorry, I got, <laughs> I got sidetracked. Um, no, it, it, that was a really fun project to work on. Uh, we had this idea kind of uh, back in, in August, September. We realized this was the 100th season of Southern Miss football. So let's put together something that uh, sort of commemorates that. Let's, let's, let's do that and let's have it uh, at the end of the season, uh, you know, kind of putting a nice bow on top of the first 100, year, 100 seasons. Um, obviously, Southern Miss started playing football in 1912, but there were five years where uh, – four or five years uh, where they took breaks for World War One and World War Two. So uh, this is actually the 100th season. And, you know, we, we, we said let's just uh, do everything we can. Let's talk to former coaches. Let's talk to former players. Let's talk to players that are in the NFL. Let's talk to players that are currently on the team. Let's talk to the athletic director. I mean, let's let's – Leave no stone unturned. Let's talk to fans, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, really uncovered some cool stories, a lot of stuff that didn't make it into the series, which started this past Sunday um, and ended uh, – it started in Sunday's print edition and, and ended in Tuesday's print edition. So uh, – or, nope, yep, Tuesday's print edition. So uh, it was it was a really neat thing. I mean, there's a lot of uh, stuff I didn't know that uh, it's it's a good way to educate yourself in a, in a, in a hurry to, uh, to, 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 to do something like this, a retrospective – uh, of sorts, and uh, you know, one of the coolest things that I th- that I learned uh, that I didn't already know is that the first team in 1912 had 13 players, and two of them uh, only had one arm. So uh, what? Yeah, yeah, pretty interesting stuff there. Oh my goodness! Yeah, they went two and one that year too. Well, I I I think I'd be hard pressed to get any of them to come on the show at this point. I'm not sure if any. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, it, that would have been neat to, to interview somebody uh, from there, but no. Uh, uh, no, it's really cool. Got to talk to Adelius Thomas, Reggie Collier, uh, Vic Purvis. I've I've interviewed before and talked to him a lot before, but he uh, he was really cool. You know, he's seen over fifty percent of the games that Southern Miss has played in its entire history. Um, sat down with John Cox and did a Q and A with him, and he's obviously been around 
for a very long time and has a very unique perspective on everything. Got him to recreate the uh, Miracle at Louisville call for me, uh, which we'll be putting on the website at HattiesburgAmerican.com later this week. So um, really neat stuff and and just, you know, we, we thought, you know, that would be a nice way to sort of put a bow on top of the 100 season. Yeah, that's incredible. And I've I've been reading some of the articles that you've put out there on the website. Is there a print edition as well, or has it been in print throughout the week? Yep. It, uh, we had um, a couple of stories on Sunday, a couple on Monday, and a couple on tu- in Tuesday's print edition. All right, we're going to take a break. Folks, come right back to us with more To The Top Talk on The Score, 1400 AM, and... News Radio 98.1 FM in Hattiesburg. Double wide, quick stop, midnight tea top, Jack and a cherry coke town. Mama and daddy put the roots right here, cause this is where the car broke down. Yaladon School Bus. All right, we're going with the uh, shorthanded theme, according to Lanny. Uh, we got the drummer from. Def Leppard, if you tuned into our last segment there. I'm going to shut it down real quick, and we'll finish up with uh, Jason Munns here. First off, I want to give a shout-out to a couple of listeners out there. We've got listeners coming in from all over the country. According to my records, um, as far as the streaming options go, iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff, we have been listened to in 10 countries and 24 states. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to my man, Kenny Welburn, who's listening from San Antonio, and Robert Goss, who's listening from South Dakota. Special thanks to my guest tonight, Jason Munsley. You can Jason Muns. I just call him Munsley. His Twitter account. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Munsley. Then the guest that I had in the recap segment, uh, Jason Bailey. You can follow him at Bumper J Bailey. Gatlin Steelman at Steelman Gatlin. Steve Farmer and then Will Taylor. You can follow him at Will Taylor Nine and of course Fake J Hobson. Follow us on Twitter as well at To the Top Talk and you can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. On Facebook as well, to the Top Talk, Jamie Arrington Comedy, all that jazz. Um, upcoming comedy shows. Next Friday, December the 9th, I will be at Holiday Ha Ha at the Thirsty Hippo in Hattiesburg. That show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets are $5. You get to see 16 of the best local comics in the area. Then on Wednesday, December 28th, I've got a – this is one of my favorites, Mark Normand. Uh, he's just filmed a, an hour Comedy Central special last week. He's going to be at Brewski's. He's, he's a New Orleans native. That's also an 8 p.m. show, and tickets are $10. Next week, we'll be talking about where we're going for the bowl game. Yes, sir. Let's talk basketball real quick, Jason, while we're finishing up. Uh, the Golden Eagles have a game tomorrow night against the uh, against South Alabama Jaguars. That's Wednesday, November the 30th at 7 p.m. Then on Saturday, they head to Jackson to take on Jackson State at 3 p.m. The Eagles started at, starting out 3-1 and one right now. What do you think about this Southern Miss basketball team? I think the biggest thing that, uh, that really stands out to me um, about Southern Miss this year is that they, they – they look a lot better offensively than I thought they would. They 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 they're playing more with a like a purpose. They seem, you know, they they Doc Sadler came in his first year and obviously things didn't go well in year one or year two because of what's going what went on with the the, the investigation NCAA and all that stuff. But um, you know, you could see sort of the the, the system uh, taking shape. Uh, but this year, it seems like it, it's it's kind of firmed up. Uh, they 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 seem to the players seem to understand uh, what they're doing as a matter as opposed to just getting out there and and kind of chucking it around and doing what they're told. It seems like they understand it now. They understand why they're doing what they're doing, and I think that's a big reason why they've had some 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 early success. They're three and one, and uh, you know, so 
we'll see what happens against uh, South Alabama tomorrow. Hey, I really appreciate you coming in. Always a great time talking to you. Very, very knowledgeable. One of my favorite beat writers that we've had in Southern Miss, and I'm not just saying that. I really enjoy your stuff. And uh, we'll have you. We'll have you back again soon. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, guys. Be sure you check out the archives, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. I'll have this episode up later tonight. Give us a rating, review, and whatnot. Show us some love. Tell your friends. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.